This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Elliot Sherbarks. What's going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Shore Parks. Today is Friday, October 28th, and this is the best football show podcast, the place for the top news and top opinions from myself and the best of the best from Odyssey's football podcast and radio stations. The trade deadline is coming up. It's next Tuesday, and already you see deals starting to be made. The Bears traded Robert Quinn to the Eagles, and I think it's going to be an especially active trade deadline. When you look at how many teams are still in it, there's a lot of parity right now. It's really just the Eagles, the Chiefs, and the Bills that are like in that top class. But outside of that, a lot of teams that normally don't have a chance, even this late in the season, do. The Giants, the Jets, the Seahawks. There's a lot of teams that do have chances that do not normally have them. So I I think it's going to be active. I think you're going to see buyers, but you're all going to you're also going to see some sellers because teams that maybe aren't having the year they thought they were going to might move uh, move off players to try to recoup some draft picks they've traded, especially let's say specifically for a certain quarterback out there in Colorado. So let's get into five teams that I think are most likely to make a, some kind of big trade before the deadline. One of the top teams I think could make a surprising trade before the deadline is the Seattle Seahawks. You look at where they're at, they're surprisingly 4-3. and three. They're in a surprisingly winnable NFC West. The Rams aren't playing that well. The 49ers, even after acquiring McCaffrey, went out and got boat raced by the, uh, by the Chiefs. So that division is winnable, and I don't think anyone actually believes the Cardinals are going to win it. Geno Smith is playing well, but also what the Seahawks have is they have a plethora of draft picks. They have two first-round picks, two second-round picks, two fourth-round picks. They have a lot of ammunition to work with. They also have a need. Jamal Adams now out for the year. Their defense has really struggled this year. 28th in points against uh, after seven after seven weeks. And their offense is playing well. I believe they're seventh in the league uh, in points so far. So they're putting points on the board. The issue is their defense. And without Jamal Adams, obviously their defense could potentially uh, play even worse. So you look at what they could acquire. They have the ammunition if they want to go out and make a deal. And they have a reason. Like, if you can somehow make the playoffs this year if you're the Seahawks, I know maybe you look at it and you go, okay, it's going to be tougher to get a quarterback next year. But with how Geno Smith is playing and with two first-round picks and two second-round picks, you have ammunition to move up if you need to. So Geno Smith, at this rate, is clearly playing well. You're not going to bench him to tank. So if you're going to ride the hot hand of Geno Smith, maybe you go out and you make a trade to improve the defense And I think that they have the picks to do it. So the Seattle Seahawks are one team I would look at to potentially make a trade at this deadline. 
The other team I would look at is the Green Bay Packers. And they're a team that clearly is getting off to a disappointing start. Nobody thought they would look this bad. They have losses to the Jets. They have all kinds of disappointing losses on their schedule so far. And there's a few reasons for it. I mean, obviously, Aaron Rodgers hasn't played great. They look like a mess. Aaron Rodgers is talking about all the mental mistakes they're making, suggesting some guys maybe need to get benched, saying the offense is too complicated. He doesn't like all the motion. It prevents them from running hurry up. Like, the Packers are in a tough spot. But what they really need is a wide receiver. And at this trade deadline, it seems like the receiver the receiver position is one where you can go out and get an impact-type player. There's rumors out there that Jerry Judy might be available, A.J. Green, K.J. Hamler, Brandon Cooks. There are guys out there if they want to go get an impact player. And I think with Aaron Rodgers, you're clearly not a team that's building for the future. You're a win-now team. And I know that the Vikings are 5-1, and one, but I don't think the Packers sit there and, and go, okay, yeah, this is a team we can't surpass despite playing poorly this early on in the year. You don't give Aaron Rodgers that huge contract they did this offseason and then save draft picks for building for the future. So if you can go out and get a K.J. Hamler, an A.J. Green, Brandon Cooks, and redo this receiver core, things could turn around in Green Bay. I think things probably will either way, but if you go and you add a receiver, you have uh, then another option on offense, really a much-needed option on offense to go out and turn this thing around. They have $6 million in cap space, 11 most in the NFL. They have the need for to make a move. They have the resources, and I think they're a team that could definitely be active before the deadline. Another team that fits the bill of a team that wants to win right now but is not getting off to that start is the New England Patriots. Their season is a disaster in a lot of ways. Their quarterback situation is a complete mess. They're giving Bailey Zappi snaps over who should be the franchise quarterback in Mac Jones. It seems like Mac Jones is going to start this week. My guess is they will not be pulling him or have a, a short leash, but it is a weird situation up there in New England, and they really need to turn things around. If you're Bill Belichick, you made the playoffs last year, but then you got absolutely smashed once you got there. Tom Brady's not having a great year, but Tom Brady went out and won a Super Bowl since he left Bill Belichick. So you can't tell me that Belichick doesn't have that fire in him to make sure he doesn't bottom out in New England and has to leave with, the seat, with, with his career there not ending on a high note. So I think they're going to be active as well. Talk about the Packers going out and getting a receiver. I think New England could also benefit from adding a receiver. Jacoby Myers is number one on the team in catches, but their number two option, Devontae Parker, he only has 15 catches seven weeks into the season. Like That's not a solid passing offense when your top two options are Jacoby Myers and Devontae Parker, but especially when your number two only has 15 catches. Even Hunter Henry hasn't really been a, been a big part of the offense. He only has 14 catches, right? So the, the passing game needs help. And I think when you look at this team, their biggest question right now is quarterback. And the best way to help that quarterback is to go out and get some talent. I also think it would just benefit uh, them for Mac Jones to feel like he's that they're invested in him. If they go out and they get him a receiver, then I think maybe he says, okay, I know you pulled me for Bailey Zappi, and maybe behind the scenes it isn't as bad as it looks from the outside look, looking in. But if you can go out and add, op add players around him, then you could see Mac Jones kind of start to revitalize his role as franchise quarterback there. So again, KJ Hamler would help them. Jerry Judy, if the Broncos decide to move him. There are options out there. Brendan Cooks, maybe a return to the Patriots. So I think the Patriots are a team to look at and a team that could definitely be in the market for a receiver, but also maybe a pass rusher if Bradley Chubb is available via trade. It'd be surprising if they made a big move for Brian Burns, but if they can add a pass rush, then you help that defense out, that helps the offense, 
And they just need to turn things around. You can't have this season completely unravel if you're the Patriots. You have to do something before the trade deadline to give a spark to a season that I know they lost big in the playoffs last year, but they coming into this year were supposed to be better. If you make the playoffs last year, you're then supposed to go out the next year and win a, a game or two in the postseason. Look at the Eagles. The Eagles went out. They got smoked in the postseason last year, and they came in this year, made moves. They're 6-0, and and they're already reinvesting with the uh, acquisition of Robert Quinn. So I definitely think that the uh, Patriots are a team that should make a move. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. A team that I've brought up a few times already that is not, in my opinion, well, you could go either way on it. On one hand, yes, maybe they go out and they're buyers. I think how their game in London goes this week will go a long way in deciding where they go because even though they've been terrible to watch, let's let's not get it twisted, that whenever they're in the national spotlight, they are horrendous to have to watch. The offense is boring. Russell Wilson is hard to look at. They make bad, bad decisions in big spots. So it's been tough for them, I think, to be in a national spotlight as that young head coach and Russell Wilson tried to get things you know, going there in Denver. But I think their game this weekend could decide it. If you're the Broncos and you lose this weekend, I think you have to consider being sellers. You traded so many picks to go out and get Russell Wilson. Clearly, you don't want to trade Bradley Chubb or Jerry Judy or KJ Hamler. Like These are good young players. But the tough thing is when you acquire a quarterback and give up that type of capital to get him, it is very tough then to, to add ta- talent elsewhere and you have to go out and figure out a way to recoup some draft picks so you can have talent on the roster that isn't making a lot of money. So Bradley Chubb, a free agent at the end of this year, he's somebody I think that they could move. Again, Judy, KJ Hamler. But if they win... Then maybe the Broncos go in and whatever draft capital they have left, or even you could potentially use Bradley Chubb to go out and get a piece to maybe jumpstart the season. The defense is really is, has been what's carrying them. So I would be a little worried, obviously, to trade Chubb, who I think is, has, has played well, clearly, so far, this, this, uh, so far into the season. But at the end of the day... You, they're they're really like of all the teams in the middle. They win, I think they could potentially be buyers. If they lose, then I think they have the talent and the need to sell off some of those pieces and really recoup some draft picks they lost in what's turning into potentially a disastrous trade for Russell Wilson. All right, the fifth team, and I'm surprised myself I'm putting them on this list, but I think they make a lot of sense to to add to the roster. I'm going to look at the Chicago Bears as a team that at three and four, second in the NFC North, Probably not going to make the playoffs. I talked about it on the Robert Quinn podcast. I think it's good that they recognize where they are. Robert Quinn is 32, going to really be a free agent when you consider how his contract is structured. Getting a fourth-round pick for him is a good move. I thought that was a smart, self-aware trade by the Bears. But now you have that extra fourth, and you've traded off a player that you know kind of makes sense when looking with the longest view in the room. Now I think they can be a little selfish. Now at three and four, you can look and, and say, okay, Matt Eberflus and Justin Fields. I was in Philadelphia in 2016 when the Eagles had Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz together for the first year. They didn't make the playoffs, but they almost did. They, they finished, I believe it was 7-9 and nine that year. And just the signs that Wentz showed, the relationship him and Doug built, which ultimately fell apart, but that year the relationship they built – 
help to launch them to the Super Bowl the next year. I don't think the Bears are going to win the Super Bowl in 2023, but with a young head coach and a young quarterback, it's important to have success early. They need to get the ball moving more on offense. Darnell Mooney, leading receiver, only 20 catches. The next two on the team in receptions are their tight end and their running back. So the passing game has really struggled. They have a really bad offensive line. Their offense around Justin Fields desperately needs some help. So if you can go out and get him a receiver, I mean, could you imagine if they went out, took that fourth, added it with a second maybe, and got Jerry Judy? Like, that's the type of move you make to put around Justin Fields. Again, look at what the Eagles did. They added A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. You have to put young talent now around these quarterbacks. I think there was a time in the league where you go, okay, you have the quarterback, the receivers don't matter as much now. No, now I think you have to have those elite-level receivers. So, if I'm the Chicago Bears, look, you have the seventh-ranked defense. The defense is playing well. If you can get the offense, they're 24th right now in points. If you can just get that offense up to, like, 12th, and I know that's a you know a, a big jump. I'm not diminishing how hard that would be. But if you can make a move and, you know, Justin Fields continues to kind of play better, you add a playmaking wide receiver, I don't know, maybe you do make the wild card. And that would be so huge for Eberflus and Justin Fields in their first season together. So I think the Bears make a lot of sense after now acquiring that fourth-round pick to go out and make a move, put talent around Justin Fields and Matt Eberflus, and see if they can make a surprising playoff run. This has been the latest edition of the Best Football Show podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please, if you're still listening, hit that subscribe button, leave a five-star review. It would really help me, and it would help the show grow. So I appreciate everybody for taking the time to listen, and I will talk to you guys next time.